This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. It's Kimberly. On today's show, Mary Beth and I will be talking to Amy Sullivan, author and creator of The Gutsy Girls. But first, a brief message from our sponsor. Affirm Films and Sony Pictures Animation present The Star, the fully animated story of the first Christmas, told through a whole new set of eyes. Bo the donkey and his stable of animal friends follow the star to become some unlikely heroes. That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. What's his name? His name is Jesus. The Star. In theaters November 17th. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. More information is available at thestarmovie.com. Good evening and welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time RVing mom to four kiddos and co-founder at Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time adventures and so much more. This episode and every episode, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host, Hello there, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mama to four kiddos on the road, also the creator over at Road Trip Teacher, your educational resource for destination-based learning adventures, and we also chronicle our travels at Diary of a Road Mom, so you can follow our crazy circus over there. We are so happy to be coming to you wherever in the world you are tonight, Road School Moms, and KT, it's so good to hear your voice. How's it going where you are? Oh, it's going really well. You know, as you know, this week I am on my cruise, so what could I be complaining about? Nothing. Um, it's, uh, it's The weather is beautiful, and um, this is a cruise chicks, Christian, retreat, Christian women's retreat cruise, leaded by Michelle Harkins. She is a member of Full-Time Families and a road school mom and the creator of this ministry. She put this together so that um, women would have an opportunity to go and um, be pampered for a week. You know, her Michelle's idea is very valid, I believe, that um, moms pour a lot into their families. And so once a year she hosts this retreat so that women can get poured into. And so there's speakers here and um, there's worship sessions and there's um, all sorts of activities that are centered around this retreat and then there's opportunities to do nothing and sit in lawn chairs and just relax connect with other women or um just spend some time alone so it's been really really refreshing it sounds wonderful i'm sorry i'm missing it but you know what they always say maybe next time I um yes, I miss you, you know, too. I wish I wish you were here. We could do this together. We could do a whole week of road school moms live from sea. Can you imagine the kind of things that we would come up with in a whole week together without um, anyone else distracting, like kids and husbands and things like that? Uh, that's probably pretty scary. <laughs> I don't know if we need that much time to come up with all the crazy projects that we want to do in the future. Truth. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of well, speaking of time, I was going to say, speaking of uh, making time for yourself, you know, you and I are getting ready to start our Facebook Live 
series on motivational Mondays and taking time for yourself. So if you're part of our Road School um, Moms Facebook page, Road School Moms, be sure you're also a part of our Road School Moms closed group because we will be sharing those Facebook lives um, on a pretty regular basis coming up just for uh, Casey and I's kind of daily or I guess weekly maybe. I guess monthly dose, actually. We decided monthly, didn't we? So we kind of our monthly uh, dose of taking time for yourself and keeping yourself connected with other Road School Moms in our community. Absolutely. And uh, speaking um, we're kicking off another event. You know, two weeks ago the Halloween Hangout wrapped up, which uh, served a bunch of families who wanted to celebrate Halloween together and spend that fall time together. Um, and now Erica Thomas is going to be hosting a Southwest Shindig in um, on some BLM land in Arizona. So what that means for you is that you can participate in this event. Uh, there are no camping free fees because it is BLM land. So for $50, you can spend four days, a very long weekend, with your FTF friends doing all sorts of fun activities. Um, you can, If you've never been to before, this is a great time to learn about it because you'll be among other um, experienced boondockers who can help you out, help spread, spread your resources. So uh, definitely check that out. It's uh, over there at fulltimefamilies.com under the Upcoming Events tab, and there's a few spots left. Let's talk about that just real quickly since we've got a little bit of time before our guest comes on. So I know when I first started RVing, um, and I would hear people talking about boondocking, and I thought that was such a big, gigantic word, and I really didn't understand what it means. Um, so, KT, share with our listeners that may not know what we're talking about. Boondocking can mean what? Yeah, that's a great question, and you're right. It does sound You're going in and out, KT. Oh, how about now? Am I good now? Mm, say it again. I say, okay, so boondocking can mean anything. The major theme of boondocking is that you are not plugged into any utilities. So our campers, uh, both RVs and motorhomes, are made to be completely self-contained. That's why you have tanks, freshwater tanks and wastewater tanks, and that's why um, you'll also have batteries, house batteries, on board, and in the case of a motorhome, an inverter uh, to run power off those batteries. So, um, so boondocking means to spend the night, at least one night, without utilities, and that could mean in a Walmart parking lot, um, or that could mean out in the desert or a forest. Um, and once you try boondocking, and I suggest trying boondocking with a boondocking veteran, that's why I love boondocking events, um, you'll realize that it's not as hard as you think. So, Mary Beth, where have you been boondocking? Yeah, so that's what I was just getting ready to say. I'm glad you mentioned it. And it's funny because in my, my head I had Walmart to the desert was um, in kind of my head because I can tell you that for me I didn't have an opportunity to go to an FTF boondocking event as much as I would have liked to. So, honestly, I started um, at Walmart. I started at Walmart, and then I got a little bit braver. Um, now I, I used to think, oh, my gosh, I have to have full hookups. You know, I can't, you know, be very be anywhere from very long um, without it. But now um, it doesn't bother me at all to pull into my grandma's place. Um, they have a farm, which we do have hookups if we need it. 
But um, a lot of times if we're not going to be there maybe for just a night, I won't even bother. Um, we've boondocked um, at a couple of campgrounds that didn't have full hookup sites. They might have just had pull-in spots. And um, we did that in Chincoteague for a couple of nights a couple of years ago when we were going to the, um, you know, when they swim the ponies across for that big event in the fall. We waited too long to make our reservations. I know that's a shocker. But uh, we didn't have a spot for the first two nights, so we boondocked at the campground. Um, we had access to pull up to their dump station, and we filled our tanks when we got there, and then we stayed on their property for a couple of nights. So um, boondocking doesn't have to mean you're in the middle of the Grand Canyon, um, although that's a beautiful place to boondock. Um, it really can mean just one night here or there. And if you can't attend an STF event or you can't, um, you know, travel with an with a boondocking veteran like um, Kimberly says, then the best way to do it is just to, um, you know, try it out yourself and maybe just one night, nothing too complicated or crazy, and see how you get along. Yeah, one night is just like tent camping, practically. I mean, if you did nothing, if you never um, if you never prepared your water tank or emptied your other tanks or charged your batteries, if you did nothing, it would be like tent camping in your unit. So, right. Who was sure, it? We had a show. We we done a show. Remember on boondocking, and I cannot remember for the life of me our guests' names. Who was it? That uh, was it? Marion Edwards. I think it was, and I remember vividly her talking about. You know, one of the first things she said on that show, and we'll put the links to it. If you're if you're interested in boondocking, I'll find the links to that show and put it in the show notes uh, for this show here. But I remember vividly her saying right out of the gate, um, you know, RVs were created to, you know, to camp and, and boondock when boondocking wasn't cool. You know, that was how they were made in the beginning. That's why they're self-contained. That's why you have a water tank. That's why you have house batteries and, you know, other types of batteries on your rig. And I really thought to myself, you know, that makes all kinds of sense, you know, when you really stop and think of it. So it can be done. That's what they were designed for. Yes, absolutely. Yes, And, yes, that is Marion Edwards, and she has a resource called Boondockers Welcome, which is um, kind of like couch surfing for RVers. You pay a membership, and then you have access to a directory, and the directory gives you options for boondocking. So, you know, say, like, I know on your property, Mary Beth, um, out in Indiana, you have the opportunity for boondocking. Um, so you might be a host in uh, in the future, and you would have that listed in the directory, and anyone going through Indiana who needs a place to stay would find you. Um, and then they'd set it up. There's, like, a contact information, like call, this number, within this time frame to make sure we have availability, and then you go. Um, and Boondockers Welcome is one of the benefits that we've negotiated for our FTF members, so you can get access to that directory at a reduced exclusive rate if you are a full-time family's member. So uh, that's really a really cool resource. Marion Edwards is a really awesome lady. She runs that with her daughter and her husband. Um, I've seen them several times around the country, and they're a lot of fun. She also has these awesome guides called uh, that this is how we got started in boondocking we used Mary Marion Edwards Shoon Pikers guides and they were regional so she has one for like Arizona specifically and I know she's got one for Nevada and one for California they're mostly in the western states because that's where the predominantly the boondocking opportunities are and she and her husband have actually traveled to every site in her guide and so she gives you 
you know, a bird's eye view of what is available at that site, how big a rig can fit there, and um, what you'll find when you get there so you don't get yourself in any kind of trouble, uh, like a big rig going down a dirt road for 20 miles to a site that will only fit a pop-up. You know, that's, that's, not, that's not a fun boondocking experience. Um, I also have since started using a website called freecampsites.net. I love it. Um, Because I'm an experienced boondocker, I know what I'm looking for at that site, so I don't know that I would specifically start there as a a new boondocker, but um, once you get your boondocking feet wet, that's a great site to start um, finding free spaces to park. And and sometimes it's just like a, a cracker barrel. I've heard about um, camping in Lowe's, Target, Walmart, um, uh, Home Depot, Cabela's. Uh, Cabela's. Yeah. So all sorts of places. Okay. So here, best practice and RV Good Neighbor policy is, and I'm just going to put it out there, that you contact the establishment ahead of time and get permission to stay there. I've heard of people, you know, just pulling in and sleeping the night, and you can do that, but that's not RV good neighbor best practices. And we really do like to be good neighbors in our environment, and we do really like to all be ambassadors for what the RVing lifestyle is. So please do call ahead and get permission. I want to tell you, I've only been turned down once or twice, and it's only because the city itself has an ordinance against overnight parking. So um, it's not like I'm getting rejected just because I'm an RVer. This, and it's important to know if the city has an overnight uh, parking ordinance because otherwise you'll get a knock on your door. You know, best case scenario, you get a knock on your door in the middle of the night, and then you have to pull in slides and wake up sleepy children and start driving again, find another place to go. Worst case scenario, you get a ticket. So who wants to yeah. pay that? Not me. So call ahead of time. Great advice. Great advice. So I'm really excited about tonight's show guest. She's going to be on with us in just a few minutes. I've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, the Gutsy Girls book series. KT, have you had a chance to read up on Gutsy Girls and Amy Sullivan? I have not, and I've done. I've not done so on purpose because I really like learning these things from our um, interviewees. Um, because I, I really like learning the background behind things and how that all goes. And, and usually, you know me, I'm usually Googling while we're online and, uh, unfortunately, shopping. <laughs> I've usually got a whole bunch of stuff in my cart by the end of the show, and then uh, that's it. I've, I've, I've gone down that molehill. Well, in last so tell me last- how you found her. Yes, I was going to say, um, I purposely didn't share a whole lot of um, information about Amy last week on last week's Road School Mom show when we were talking about having her on because I love her story of how she started writing um, and how I learned about Amy Sullivan was on a sister show, Dr. Melanie Wilson with the Homeschool Sanity Show right here on the Ultimate Home Radio Show Network, done a Facebook Live with Amy, I don't know, it's been maybe a month ago, um, and I so enjoyed her interview um, and then I looked up the book series. Of course, you know, you get all wrapped up in um, new things like you're talking about and you're Googling and trying to shop while you're watching. Um, but it didn't take me long to realize it was a perfect fit for my third grader. Um, so I reached out to her, and she was so gracious to work us in. Um, she has a very busy 
um, appearance schedule right now, but she was so gracious to work us in on our schedule and, and be able to share with us tonight her book series, Gutsy Girl. So I can't wait to have her come on. Yes, I'm super excited about it. You know, I'm just wrapping up the um, – you and I are both just wrapping up um, the Giles Frontier um, Prairie Life Book Club. Now, that's coming to an end right now. And I want to tell you that that was so much fun. I participated at a level that our travel lifestyle allowed us to, which means that I didn't attend every book club meeting and I didn't read it always on schedule and I didn't watch every single video. Um, I felt like because of our travel lifestyle um, and because sometimes we don't know what day it is and, you know, there's whole days dedicated to moving, uh, I could not participate 100%, but I was very satisfied with the amount of um, participation that Tonya and I did do. It was a very rewarding activity for us to share together, um, and I really liked it, and I think I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. Jolly Ear Holly does such a wonderful um, job with this book club. It's been in her mental planning stages for a long time, and she done such a wonderful job with it. I especially loved the Zoom meeting um, with the kids. I know for my road schoolers, that was their favorite part of the book club was to be able to get online with others during the week and, and see what projects they made and what, you know, what if they'd read the chapters and, and where they were calling in from and all of that. So it was a fun way for us to keep connected with others, not only in our SGF group, but within the book club as well. So Kudos to Holly Giles. If you don't know what we're talking about, I'll put links in the show notes again um, for the Giles Frontier and that Prairie Life Book Club because when it's um, this is the live um, version, but once it's over, I know that it's going to be available for you to do self-paced and still enjoy the um, Zoom meetings and some of those resources that were um, made available during this season of Book Club. Yes, very cool. Well, Amy Sullivan has joined us. So, Amy, welcome to Road School Moms. Thank you so much for carving out some time to talk to um, Mary Beth and I and our listeners. And please introduce yourself and tell us how you fit into the homeschool community. Hi, ladies. Um, thanks for having me this morning. My name is Amy, as you said, and I am a mom of two girls. I have a just-turned-15-year-old yesterday and an 8-year-old, and I live in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. Um, and as far as how I fit into the homeschool community, it's, it's funny. It's been a little bit of a journey. I come from education. I spent about 13 years in education, and um, not just teaching, but coaching teachers as well as far as best practices and um, how to meet the needs of uh, more difficult students. And then I started doing testing for the homeschool communities and doing workshops and programs and um, just got exposed to homeschooling that way. Awesome, Amy. We're so glad to have you with us tonight. I was reading well, somewhere that um, um, I was reading somewhere that you said Christians always made you feel itchy like a bad sweater. And um, ironically, that really resonated with me. So tell me, um, tell our listeners more about that. <laughs> well, that's not, it, that's only partially my line. I actually stole it. I don't know if you know the 
the music group, the band, U2, um, their lead singer said something similar one time, and I thought the same thing. I thought, that is exactly how I've felt. And so I don't know if you've ever worn a sweater that's maybe not yours or it doesn't really fit you and, you know, you're always pulling it down or it could be too itchy or the sleeves, you know, don't hang right. And that's how I felt for a lot of years, and I, you know, I have to say, a lot of it was my my stuff, and not and not the Christians around me. But I I never felt like I really fit in, and I always felt like I was trying to imitate what other Christians were doing. It took me a long time to really find my way, and that um, the intent isn't to copy what you think other people are doing right. And so um, it was. It took me a little bit to get there, and I didn't become a Christian until I was 24, I believe, 24. Wow, that's uh, really interesting. So um, you became a Christian at 24. Have you always been a writer? I have. I have been a writer um, since before I could even read. I used to get those big yellow legal size notebooks and hide out in my clubhouse. And then I didn't know how to write full sentences, but I knew that people who wrote that they did cursive handwriting. <laughs> and so I would just do all of these squiggles on this notebook paper, and it, it kind of looked like a bunch of cursive E's, and I just wrote pages and pages of that. And then I would invite all my neighbor kids into my clubhouse and charge them a small fee. <laughs> <laughs> and they would sit around and listen to these stories that I've made up about dragons. And I'm sure they really wanted to hang out in my clubhouse after that. But after the story was over, I was I invited them to leave. <laughs> I said, okay, the story is over, and now you may go. And so ever since then, I've, I've always um, loved writing. And I kind of found it as an adult. I had uh, My 15-year-old had a pediatric interstitial lung disease. And so it was a really hard time and a very lonely time. And I think that's when, as an adult, I really um, started doing it as more than a hobby. I love that. And your passion for it really shows brightly through that. So let's get to what we're going to talk about today. Tell us all about Gutsy Girls and what led you to write this children's book series about how strong Christian women impacted the world and what age group were you targeting when you wrote that series or when you started it? Yeah. Um, so Gutsy Girls just came about because I – well, two reasons. One, I was turning 40 years old, and I felt like I was not living gutsy at all. And I don't know if you two have ever experienced that, but you just look up and, and you think, uh, what am I doing bravely for God? I'm, I'm just really just living this life from content. You know, <laughs> why make any waves? Um, and, and I wasn't happy with that. And and so I had been praying um just for God to help me be obedient and for him to um, bring anything in my path that he might want me to do and that it might be hard for me to do and I would have to act bravely and, you know, rely on him. And so during that time, um, we were, I read a lot with my kids and I, I was just disappointed that I couldn't find anything that wasn't either a middle reader or a young adult um, on specifically on Christian women. Um and so, you know, there are several really good series, but it's more text-heavy, not a lot of illustrations. And if I did find picture books, they were kind of boring and just, you know, 
this person was born at this time and this is how they served the Lord. And it didn't give some of those details and, and background knowledge I knew kids were interested in, you know, I know adults were interested in as well. And so um, just this idea started stirring, you know, why, why don't we tell our girls about these heroes of faith? Why, why can they list pop singers and television stars, but they can't list these real women who, who actually lived and, and um, who relied on Jesus in big ways. And so that started stirring and one thing kind of led to another. And pretty soon I was in the middle of a series of books <laughs> just about these, about these strong women. And I think so, you asked uh, what age, age group, um, age group, it, it, like the books are written for anyone really from preschoolish to fifth grade, but it's a third grade reading level. But when I present to groups and schools, that's, that's the age I typically stay in, like that preschool, four-year-old-ish to fifth grade. Okay, so based on the content, did you um, tell me, are you self-published or do you have a publisher? And if you have a publisher, was that hard to find? So I have a book before this that I went the traditional route, and I did a publisher with an agent and, and that um, whole deal. When I first came up with this idea, I really thought I knew who I wanted the women to be in the series. And as I was pitching it, I had a lot of interest from publishers. But, for example, um, one of the women in the series is a missionary, but I would have a publisher say, let's make them all missionaries. And that just didn't sit well with me because I wanted girls from every walk of life and who had interest in a variety of things to be able to see themselves in the pages. And although I wanted them to learn about a missionary, I didn't want the whole series focused like that. And so I did have interest from publishers, and I do have, you know, even now people contact me about possibly pairing, but I did self-publish this. And um, that was a, that was one of the ways that I felt like I had to – be brave and be gutsy myself because I know how much work that is. Um, and I know the market is pretty saturated right now with everybody who has an idea and is publishing it. And so um, that made me nervous to step out like that. Well, I for one think you're very gutsy. And that's what I think. I think that's probably why I got so excited about your Gutsy Girls book series <laughs> in um, the beginning because Katie and I talk so much on our show about leading by example. Um, and so you have oh, totally yeah. done that, Amy. You're you're a gutsy girl in our book. So that's awesome <laughs> well, for that. Thank now, you. <laughs> while we're talking about the nuts and bolts, since Casey brought that up, that was a great question. Um, but tell us, I know I love the illustrations in your book. So tell us a little bit about um, where your illustrations come from, because I love this part of your story as well. Right. So I had this idea, and I was already feeling like even even though I had published before and I have I had done a lot of things with my previous book, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm I'm such an amateur. This is you know I'm really going to have to get somebody with a lot of experience as an illustrator to kind of carry me through. And I prayed and prayed and prayed, and God was like, nope, that person is already in your life. <laughs> you need to look around and figure out who I'm talking about. And it was that person was in my life, and that person is my cousin. Um, she's an artist in Chicago, and she she's been an artist for years and years. And um, she's also uh, teaches middle school art students. And I just approached her and said, I know this is crazy, and I know you haven't illustrated a book before, but I feel like we could make something really 
good. And so <laughs> she she didn't say yes right away because for her it was a risk too. Um, but, you know, we are I, – I feel like we work really well together because we know each other well. And um, she, just from the start, really caught my vision for this. And I, I kept telling her, I want fun. I want – I want people to learn the little details of their stories um, that make them, you know, human and that people can relate to. And she just really held on to that, and she's just ran with it ever since. So, um, yes, my illustrator is my cousin. (laughs) Well, I have a little bit of a follow-up to the last uh, question, and I know we're going off our scripted questions. but That's okay. I've, yeah, I too have been impressed upon by the Lord to find independent media for my family because um, the mainstream media has an agenda, and it's yep. not the most yep. wholesome one, and especially right. for the age group that you're talking about, I find that when I buy anything that has been produced by, you know, something tangential to the media, it, that there's elements in there that are kind of uh, preparing my children in a way that I'm not okay with. (laughs) And so I I think that it's really important that we highlight to the listeners how important um, it is to support authors like yourself, Amy, who have taken this huge leap of faith and have created this wholesome educational series free from any agenda. And so um, tell us what you were finding in the readers or um, why you were discontented with what you were finding in that age group um, when you started this series? Well, and I, I, I think you worded it really well. I, I don't, I don't want an agenda. I don't want, you know, one of my books features Corey and Betsy Tenboom. I don't need a Corey and Betsy Tenboom doll. I think that's weird. You know, I'm not about the the merchandise that sometimes comes with the series that are popular now or. Um, I'm just, I feel like their stories are enough to carry them alone. Um, And I feel like sometimes um, people get distracted with all of the add-ons that could go with a story. Hey, we could package this, (laughs) you know. Um, And I just think that their life stories of the women featured are absolutely enough to carry them. We don't need to do any fireworks. We just need to tell their stories well. Um, and even though there are there are books that I feel like highlight Christian who are women, they either, I felt like, didn't tell their stories well or there was some kind of packaging and marketing that I felt like, kind of as you were saying, there was some other reason for the series. You know what I'm saying? And besides just saying, hey, listen, these people were really obedient and they love Jesus. They they did brave things because of Jesus, and so um, that that's what I wanted. That's how I wanted to make it a little bit different than from everything that was already out there. I love all those thoughts, and it really kind of leads me into my next question, and that is, Amy, do you think there's room for Jesus and science in our kids' world? So I know that can be really. Um, a touchy question. I, li- I live um, in, in the South. I'm a, I'm a Northern girl who saw myself in the South. And I, I still feel as if I'm surprised by um, what a hot topic science and Jesus can be. And so, to be honest, one of my books um, highlights a scientist. And she was not on the agenda. She was not one of the original people I was going to write about because I just wanted to avoid that topic. <laughs> 
Um, but as I was going into the school, girls were hungry. I mean, they were hungry to know. And, and I had kids just flat out ask me, tell us, you should make someone who's a scientist, but they have to love Jesus. Someone who could fit this series. Are, is there someone out there? What do they do? Who are they? Why, why isn't there anything about them? You know, and I'm like, yeah, that's a great question. Why? Why isn't there anything highlighting women who love Jesus and who also work in the field of science? Um, and so I, I absolutely think there is room for both of those. And Jennifer Wiseman, the, the woman I highlighted in book four of the series, she is just an amazing example of that. She works for NASA. She works on the Hubble telescope, and she travels just Speaking on that, that that both science and faith, they do not have to be at odds, you know, with each other, that they can complement each other in a lot of different ways. And I think it's important for our kids to hear that because I don't feel as if girls, you know, should just turn away from such an engaging and um, important and relevant topic as science because of um, – because of the debate that I feel like the media sometimes fuels even more than the people do. Um, but so, yes, absolutely room for both of those. Very well said. Okay, so tell us um, about the four women that are featured in the uh, Gutsy Girls books that are currently out. Yes, okay, so we have the first one is on a missionary named Gladys. Um, and she was a very short woman who was told she was not smart, she was not educated, um, she would never really amount to anything, and she just felt in her heart that she was supposed to go to China and tell people about Jesus. And so um, she worked as a maid and saved her money and took a uh, the Trans-Siberian Railroad halfway across the world, and she ended up in China. And I just, I love her story because there is no way she could have done it on her own. And um, I think that, you know, even in, at the end of the book, it talks about how she led these um, hundred orphan children a hundred miles in the mountains. And you, you hear all these things that she's done and you think, oh, my goodness, this has to be fiction. But it's not fiction. It's real. She, she, um, she was just amazing. So that's book one. Book two are the Ten Boom sisters. And I think Cory Ten Boom gets featured quite a bit, but her sister was so important to her life and so important to Corey's story. And I just thought that readers might relate to something with a sibling. Um, and so it tells their story uh, and how they worked with the Dutch resistance during World War II. Um, and then we have the third gutsy girl is Fanny Crosby, which she's known really for her hymns, thousands and thousands of hymns that she wrote that are still alive today. And um, sung on the radio and churches all over the world, but she also had um, such a heart for serving others. I think a lot of people don't know that she gave away almost everything she made, which was like a dollar, sometimes two dollars per song, and that she intentionally lived with people who most of society avoided. So there she was. Um, she had lost her sight, and she is volunteering to make pills she is you know knitting mittens for soldiers she's doing all this because she wanted to be seen as a servant and then the fourth gutsy girl as i was saying is uh dr jennifer wiseman and she's alive she is um and she helped um make sure everything was accurate in the book as far as facts about her and the illustrations as well because um it's really important for us to have accuracy because um we don't want 
to embellish their stories at all, uh, we want to make sure we're sharing straight facts. So everything you see, if it says, you know, in the Cory book, it says she sat in seat 32 in school. She really, really sat in seat 32. And um, it also says, like, she didn't want to go to school. Cory Tim Moom didn't want to go to school. That is also true. She didn't want to go to school. She wanted to stay home um, in, in her house with her with her family. And so uh, that's a lot of fun. But, yes, those are the four out right now. And then our fifth one is coming out in February. And we haven't said who it is yet. We haven't released it. But um, it's a person of color because that was absolutely missing from our series. And um, it's somebody who is also really gutsy as a child. And so that's that's a big hint. <laughs> they were gutsy as a child and that it's a person of color. And so I think um, people will be excited to see her on the pages. Awesome. I love each of those stories, and you've done such a good job with those preludes. Now, um, I know um, from surfing through your wonderful website that there are educational resources available for the books that you already have published. Tell yes. our Road School Moms, yes, tell our Road School Moms listeners how to use your books as part of their Road School plan. So, my intention was for Gutsy Girls to be able to just slide into whatever you're doing. So it could tie in with um, geography, Bible, biography, history. Um, it can tie in in a variety of different ways. And to make that easy for whoever wants to use them, I've come up with some resources that I put um, online. So each book has a lesson plan that could be, you know, for a family or it could be for a class or a church group or whatever, but there's a lesson plan, there is um, a book club discussion guide, and then there is also an enrichment guide. And so every enrichment guide contains five-ish, six-ish activities that have to do specifically with the book. So like the Quarry Ten Boom book, there are some, they were watchmakers, and so there are some activities on telling time. Um, but it pulls specific information from the book and it lays it all out so you just print it out and you have resources for free right there for you to use and I mean of course some of it will have to be modified depending on the student's level but if anyone is interested in those grab them now because in at the end of December I am taking them all off I've gotten a lot of feedback that people would like it just in one document instead of separate documents <laughs> and so I'm going to pull it all off there and I'm just going to create a workbook out of it um, so it'll be free for till the end of December and then after that um, it, it, they'll be kind of an all together it will be about the size of the picture books a workbook so um, but please I love it I love it when people say that they've used the resources and it allowed me to pull some of my education background in there and um, tie it into the stories of these women as well. Perfect. I love that. Now, I read somewhere about Gab Fest cards. Who can benefit from these conversation prompts, and what exactly are they? Yeah, so um, my daughter was giving these conversational cards at school, and they just had the silliest questions, and we spent – you know, a couple weeks at dinner time, just going through them. And um, it was a lot of fun. And so I thought to myself, I wonder if I could make those um, more, you know, maybe at a lower level, and then also put in some things about being brave and having courage. And so it's a mix of silly, silly um, questions and more serious questions. And really, it could be for anybody at the dinner table or on a car trip, or it could be for groups. I know 
um, I don't know how your kids are, but sometimes when we get together for, you know, a birthday party, there's that downtime where you're just kind of waiting for people to arrive and the kids, you know, aren't connected with each other yet. It's perfect for something like that where you just want to try to get conversations started and rolling. And so those are free. Um, they're so pretty. I love those cards. They're free on my website that you can just download them and print them off and just have a fun way to help engage uh, whoever comes to your house or happens to be riding in the car with you, whoever. That's awesome. And our listeners, of course, love free things, so I'm sure that they will <laughs> um, appreciate those. <laughs> so I know that you have a busy schedule, and as much as we'd love to keep you on here and ask you some more questions, I think we're going to have to probably wrap it up and let you get going. But tell our um, listeners um, what's next for the Gutsy Girl series and how we can keep up with you online, Amy, and um, reach these resources and, and keep connected with you on social media. Yeah, so next for Gutsy Girls, just watch for the new book in February. Um, if you want to keep up, my favorite social media channel is Instagram, so I'm Amy L. Sullivan one on Instagram. I also lead um, an online book club, and I know um, sometimes there can be a lot of pressure with book clubs, but this specifically looks for quality um, books for girls. And this is a very low-pressure, high-fun thing. There are about 250 moms, teachers, Sunday school teachers, all kinds of people in here. And what I do is I invite new authors or authors with upcoming books or authors of classic books, whoever, to come in and talk, and we discuss quality books for girls. And so anybody that's just – you can find that on my social media outlets. It's called Gussie Girls Read, and we just – want to keep the conversation going and, and having girls have an opportunity to read just the quality stuff out there. So we'd love for anybody to join. Very cool. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And thank you for uh, thank you for this Gutsy Girls series. This is a great tool. It's a wonderful, inspiring um, opportunity for us to uh, have have our have moms and girls be more gutsy. So thanks for taking that leap of faith and, and sharing it with all of us. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks so much for having me on. And thanks for the encouragement you offer so many as well. But I, I hope you know what uh, encouragement you are to everyone who listens. So I appreciate that. Thanks so much, Amy. Good luck. And we'll be watching to see what comes up next for Gutsy Girls. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, you know, I have been thinking about um, introducing Tonya to specifically Corey Ten Boom's story for a long time now. I read an adult book about Corey Ten Boom years ago, I think before I had kids. Um, and I know that um, Sarah James had introduced me to a series called Heroes of Faith that features her. But I'm really excited to uh, – I think that's where I'm going to start. Where did you start with the Gutsy Girl series, Mary Beth? Did you start with one or did you start with uh, in the middle? You know, what do you think I've done? <laughs> I went out and bought all of them that were available right now. But I'll tell you that I've been waiting. You know, Tori uh, loves to read. She really does love to read. And um, I'm saving them for her birthday, so I haven't given them to her yet. I'm dying to give them to her. But her birthday is um, right around Thanksgiving this year, or well, right around Thanksgiving every year, but um, her birthday is just in a few more weeks. So when I I actually bought the first one, and then after I got it, um, I ordered it from Amazon. After I got it, 
in the mail and looked through it. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're, she's going to want to know what's next in the series. So I went ahead and ordered all four of them, um, and I have them for her. So I, that's, I don't know about you. I, I don't know if Tonya's really started reading any series yet, but both of my girls, they're kind of binge readers. When they get onto a series, they just they want to know what's next. Even if the characters from book to book aren't related, if they know there's another book in that series, they want to read the next one. So I wanted to be able to feed that enthusiasm with her, and I have all four um, wrapped up and ready to go for her so that she can get started right away. I love that. And so now I'm sitting here with, you know, with Amazon right in front of me, and I'm wondering, I go back and forth, and this is where I may not make any decision, physical book, ebook. What are your thoughts on that, considering you have ebook, have, have some? Okay, um, so I'll tell you that one thing I love, love about her book series are the illustrations, and that's why I brought it up um, in our interview today, because I think it's, well, obviously it's a fun story that it's her cousin, and you know, that she was also a gutsy girl in creating this. And by the way, this is what um, made me such a fan of hers. Before I even seen the books, just her personality, her, the way that, you know, her, the look on life, and, you know, I'm sure you see how she conveyed her thoughts. And, um, you know, just the fact that she herself is a gutsy girl, um, even though she probably didn't really see that at the beginning. You know, she did take that leap of faith. And, you know, her cousin done the same thing with the illustrations. And the illustrations are beautiful. And you'll even see these books, um, identified as picture books, and the reason is because the illustrations are wonderful. So um, my, I know that we don't have a lot of room for books in our rigs, and some of us have even less than others, but I don't think you will be disappointed, and I don't think that your road schoolers will be disappointed either. I think these are books they'll go back to um, because of the illustrations. So I would definitely say um, real hard, hold it in your hands book for these for this particular series. Okay, good to know. That's what I was leaning to. So, fantastic. You know, it's it's ironic that we had Amy on today because uh, the recent events in our world, specifically um, New York uh, and Texas, and uh, these mass murder situations, and just how I feel the world is going, and maybe the despair that people are feeling for the times that we're living in. I actually Googled yesterday. This is going to be a shock to you, Mary Beth. (laughs) I like to Google everything. But I literally Googled how to be a warrior for God because I feel like those of us who feel passionate about God's place in our world have the opportunity to be a light at this time specifically. Now, we're always supposed to be a light. But at this time specifically, when the world is feeling darker and darker, um, I think it's important that we do things to intentionally be a light, and I feel like that came through in Amy's conversation. What is your reaction to the current situation and the times we're living in, and what do you feel your place is in it as a Christian woman right now? You know, that's interesting you say that, and um, I love it that you even Googled that question because, I, of course, I don't Google questions like that. I just think about them and do about them in my brain over and over but I can tell you it goes right back to the thought that you and I, we talk about on the show all the time, and that's the lead by example. And what I can tell you about that, you know, road school moms, is if you, you know, if you're living in fear, um, and I know, I think, KT, you've got the statistic, how many times the Bible says, do not fear. You know, God says that, and it's in the Word because it's an important message. Do not fear. Um, and if we 
continue walking this path in the dark times on this planet in fear and in weakness and in, you know, living in a shadow and worrying about what's around the next corner, our kiddos are going to do the same thing. And so I think it's really important. And that probably is why this resonated so much with me with the Get Feed Girls series. Um, and I think that it's really important that we encourage our kiddos, girls and boys, you know, to be strong and to live in the Word of God. And it's really important that we show them how to live in strength and how to live in peace. Um, maybe there's not peace in the world and maybe there's not peace around us at all. But, you know, you can live in peace very, very easily. And this is something that took me many, many years to figure out. Um, and I still have to remind myself of it. But, you know, peace is a gift. Peace is a gift that God already gives us. It's not something you have to look for. It's not something you have to, you know, work for. It's, it doesn't have, it's not even something you have to find. It's already given to you. You just have to accept it and receive it. And I think that once you do that and you, um, you know, you lead by example and you show your kiddos that, you know, you're strong and you believe in God and that he will take care of you and that he has it. You know, God has this. He's never, he's never late. He's always on time and, you know, he has it. And I think that's the biggest message. Um, once you believe it and once you know it, then I think it's easy to live it and pass it on to your kiddos. And honestly, that's our biggest job. In my opinion, that's our biggest job. You know, we're not put on this earth to um, grow our kids into scholars or um, the best soccer player in the world or, or any of that. You know, we're put on this earth to be good mamas and to grow our kids in the word of the Lord and to show them, you know, what's right and what's wrong and to build that foundation for them. You know, Mary Beth, I just want to point out that your word for 2017, and uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, in the beginning of each year, Mary Beth and I share a word uh, that we're going to try to incorporate into our lives in a very meaningful and intentional way. So your word for 2017 was peace, and I just want to commend you on the evolution of your year and how you've taken that word to heart. And now how you, because in, in, in the beginning, if you, if you tune in and listen to that show, you know that your word was peace because you felt like peace was out of your grasp at that time. And what you've just said is that peace is always there for you. And I'm just so, just so proud and, and humbled to have watched that unfold for you this year. Way to go. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. And that doesn't come from, uh, it comes from years of looking for things that were already right in front of me. And I think that we all can probably resonate with that. So, um, yeah, I give it all over to God because uh, the path was there. You just have to follow it. Amen to that. You know, I, I explained to the kids, and we prayed last um, last week about the situation, specifically the one in Texas, because we, are, we were in Texas when it happened, and I had said to Chris, we usually do church at home. We'll do church with other believers on the road if, if the opportunity presents itself. But that Sunday, I said to Chris, I think I want to go to church. Like, I, I want to go to a church. It's been a long time, and I'd like to go to a church. And he said, no, I think I'd prefer for us to do it at home as a family. And I said, okay. And, you know, we, we could have showed up in any church in, uh, in Texas, and so it really hit home for me um, what happened. And uh, Tonya's first reaction was, that's why I don't like to go to public church, Mom, but I, I do want to remind Christians, we are commanded in the Bible to meet 
um, with a church body. And while I feel like doing church at home with our family serves a purpose, there, there, there are times where it's important that we meet as a church body and go to a church. And so please, I hope that that's not your reaction as well. Um, that, you know, now you're going to not go to church because it's not safe there. Because like Mary Beth just said, um, God pro- has promises for us. And one of those promises is um, to take care of us and set a path for us and a, an abundant life for us. And uh, she also referenced how many times it says in the Bible to not be afraid. And I want to tell you, I've done extensive research on this, and it's 365 times, which I know is not an accident. I know it's not ironic that for every day of the year you can uh, look up and access a different verse on God's promise um, against anxiety and fear for you and for um, guts and bravery, courage, um, and the things that you need to ha- to be a light in this world. I love that. I'm glad you shared that exact um, number because I was waiting for you to do that because I love it when you talk about that. It just goes true, and I didn't want to ring your own bell because you say that so well. So I was leading you into being able to share that with our listeners today in case they haven't heard you talk about it before. Um, but one more thing I want to say about this before we move on, and that is this. You know, I've heard people so many times, and, and I've been guilty of it in myself. Um, you know, if you listen to our show back when we'd done uh, the Faith Takes Flight show about um, loss of a child, that was a really dark time in my life. And I remember specifically um, coming out of that for weeks being mad at God. Um, and it's so easy in a time, a dark time, um, whether or not you're a, a, an actual victim of that crime, but even when you're on the outside looking in like we are with the, um, like what you referenced last week with the, the church massacre in Texas, it's so easy for believers and non-believers, the very first reaction, where was your God? Where was God when that happened? Why did he let this happen? What's the reason for this? How could this happen? And, um, you know, that, first of all, um, and this has also taken me decades to figure out, it's not our place to ask that question, actually. And, um, you know, God is everywhere, um, but so is the enemy. And so is so many other forces of this nature. And there's free will. And there is, um, you know, there's the devil, plain and simple. Um, really, for me, and I talk to this about my kids, you can you can talk about scriptures and you can go into long descriptions and use fancy words. But for me, um, what really resonates with my kid, I, kids, I go back and I talk, you know, there's there's right and wrong, there's good and bad, there's light and dark, and there is Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and there is the devil. And it is very clear to me sometimes to see um, what's God and what's the devil, and then other times it's not. And I think that's what is important for us to lead our kiddos to see the difference and to see that sometimes there's a horrible situation that is definitely brought on by the enemy and it has the devil's name written all over it. Um, But there's also a light somewhere in that situation and that light is being led by Jesus. Amen, sister. And, you know, the other thing I want to add because this is a game changer for me when I heard this presented the first time at no less than a concert by a group called 10th Avenue North. You know, when when people say, well, why did God let this happen? Why did God let this happen? Um, Did you see what God let happen to Jesus for for our salvation? Did you see that he was beat beyond recognition and hung 
by his hands and feet on a cross. I mean, I I don't want to get all preachy, but, like, look what God let happen to his one and only begotten son for our salvation. Let that sink in. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you, and I think that's probably a really good place to leave it for for this evening because I think that really says it all. I really think that says it all. Okay, well, on that note, I I hope you'll go and um, go to the Gutsy Girls website. Mary Beth will put the uh, links all in the show notes and um, start leading some gutsy lives, people, because no other time than this, for no other time than this, is it important to be bold in our faith and to be bold for Jesus and uh, and to be a light in this world? Absolutely. And if you missed it, I don't even think we talked about it, but um, if you want to see more about Gutsy Girls and you want to hear more about Amy Sullivan, her website is Amy L. Sullivan. So it's Amy, A-M-Y, L. Sullivan, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N.com. She has a great Facebook page as well. So, um uh, you can go and check that out, and we'll put all those links in here. KT, I can't wait to catch up with you next Sunday night so you can tell us more about your Cruise Chicks retreat, and uh, we'll talk more about our holiday series at that time and what we've got coming up through the rest of the year and uh, what next year looks like for Rose School Moms because I can tell you that I am super-duper excited about uh, this community and what we are going to plan for next year. Absolutely, and, you know, if you're feeling if you're feeling down, if the holidays have got you um, stressed out already, if the state of the world is really weighing on your shoulders, then I invite you to send an email to rsmprayers at gmail.com and to tap into our Prayer Warrior Network. It, you do not have to be in the midst of, you know, a life-threatening illness to tap into the prayer that we have available for you. you just, uh, I encourage everyone who's listening to come up with a reason to tap into the network and to um, request prayer. And if you are someone that enjoys praying for other people, then I in- invite you to also tap in, send an email to that effect saying that you want to be on the prayer team. And we invite you to be a part of that um, for our Road School Bombs community. Now, if they're listening on iTunes, Mary Beth, tell them what's special about that. Absolutely. So if you're listening to us over at iTunes on a replay, thank you for downloading that and joining us over there. Please don't forget to give us a review. It's super-duper important for um, our Road School Moms community to have those reviews and to push us up through all those analytics that goes on over at iTunes so that other Road School Moms can benefit from the encouragement that we provide on this show. Um, So give us a review at the end when you're done, and then shoot me an email, info at roadtripteacher.com. And I will send you uh, the digital product of your choice absolutely free from my learning shop over at Road Trip Teacher. Fantastic. Well, um, that's all I've got until next Sunday night. That sounds great. So that's a wrap, Road School Moms. KT, have a safe trip um, the rest of this week. And we will look forward to talking to you next Sunday night, like every Sunday night, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, um, live on Sunday nights, available on replays over at iTunes and also at Road School Moms. And until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. 
Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.